أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله الذي لا تراه العيون ولا تخالطه الظنون ولا يصفه الواصفون ولا تغيره الحوادث ولا يخشى الدوائر يعلم مثاقيل الجبال ومكاييل البحار وعدد قطر الأمطار وعدد ورق الأشجار وعدد ما أظلم عليه الليل وأشرق عليه النهار ولا تواري منه سماء سماء ولا أرض أرضا ولا بحر ما في قعره ولا جبل ما في وعره وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن اهتدى بهديه واقتدى بسنته إلى يوم الدين أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل يا عبادي الذين أسرفوا على أنفسهم لا تقنطوا من رحمة الله إن الله يغفر الذنوب جميعا إنه هو الغفور الرحيم وقال تعالى في مقام آخر يا أيها الذين آمنوا توبوا إلى الله توبة نصوحا عسى ربكم أن يكفر عنكم سيئاتكم ويدخلكم جنات ويدخلكم جنات تجري من تحتها الأنهار يوم لا يخزي الله النبي والذين آمنوا معه نورهم يسعى بين أيديهم وبأيمانهم يقولون ربنا أتمم لنا نورنا واغفر لنا إنك على كل شيء قدير وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ليس أحد منكم ينجيه عمله قالوا ولا أنت يا رسول الله قال ولا أنا إلا أن يتغمدني الله منه بمغفرة ورحمة أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام صدق الله العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الكريم ونحن على ذلك من الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد وبارك وسلم Dear brothers and sisters, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. We begin by thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and praising Him and glorifying Him how He ought to be. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to send the purest of blessings upon the beloved Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the numerous blessings that He has granted us from being able to see from being able to talk, from being able to walk, from being able to hear, and from being able to have this beautiful life and to have this blessing of Iman. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from His numerous blessings has set down the Qur'an to our beloved Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, And this Qur'an is very unique. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent this Qur'an in such a way that it gives a lesson to the philosopher, it strikes a chord with the old. It gives some hope to the person who is oppressed. It gives a light at the end of the tunnel for the one who has transgressed, for the one who has lost hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent this all-encompassing message to us for everyone, not just for one person, not just for you know, a set of group of people, but rather for all of mankind. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said in this beautiful message, this Qur'an, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, قُلْ يَا عِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَسْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ لَا تَقْنَطُوا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَغْفِرُ الذُّنُوبَ جَمِيعًا إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ Surah Al-Zumar. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Say, O Prophet, 
Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam Ya ibadi alladhina asrafu ala anfusim O my servants who have transgressed against themselves They have went against they have went past the boundaries Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says tell them La taqnatu min rahmatillah do not become despondent do not lose hope in the mercy of Allah azza wa jal Inna Allah yaghfiru dhunuba jami'a Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives all types of sins whether done in public whether done in private any type of sin Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive them This is not me saying this this is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying this in his Quran Inna Allah yaghfiru dhunuba jami'a Innahu huwal ghafurur rahim Indeed I am the most forgiving the most merciful so if we dissect this ayah part by part, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first says this to the most beloved person in the history of mankind. The most beloved creation to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling him that, O Prophet of Allah, tell my servants, Ibadi, Ibadi, tell my servants. And over here we can immediately draw some lessons. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving nisbah of us to himself. He's not calling us some type of creation. He's saying, my servants. You know, when you refer to your children or someone that you love, right, you have this nickname that you give them. Something, someone, when you love someone, you, give them, you, you call them in a certain way that no one else usually calls them by. Right? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the way that He addresses His beloved, He says, He uses the word abd, servant. And this is the highest form of praise. In the second kalima, Ashadu Allah ilaha illallah wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh. This kalima says that the Prophet of Allah is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's servant first and then his messenger second. What do we learn from this? We learn that the highest form of praise even given to the Prophet of Allah was servant. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is referring to us as his servants. Ya ibadi, my servants. He's telling my servants that, look, I have a message for you. Those who have transgressed, those who have committed too many sins. What do we learn from That first of all, these servants, they recognize, they know that, you know what, I sinned. And this is the first step that we need to take. That we first need to recognize that you know what, we are sinners. Because if we do not pass this hurdle, if we do not even pass this hurdle when we begin to turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then how, how, can we, how, uh, how can Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even forgive us? If we do not recognize ourselves that we need forgiving. So how do we recognize a sin? How do we recognize that we have sinned? Prophet of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa gave us a formula. He told us, you know, no, no stones are left unturned. When it comes to Islam, Prophet Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "Al-ithmu ma haqi fi sadrik, wa karihta an yatli alaihi nas." That a sin is something that it causes some type of you know something inside of you. That when you do it, you know you're doing something wrong. That is what a sin is. And also, wa karihta an yatli alaihi nas. That you fear that you don't like when someone else finds out that you're even indulging in something like this. This is the definition that Prophet of Allah gave to a sin. So now we have understood that what a sin is. But now I want, I want everyone to you know, take a step back and imagine a scenario. You know, 
Imagine a colleague of yours, a friend of yours, maybe your son, your daughter, maybe your parents, anyone, right? And you say something that you perhaps might not know that will hurt them. But you know, you still say it. And the person feels a little hurt. But he realizes, the other person, that you said this out of ignorance, that you didn't know that it was going to hurt me. And you corrected the person right then and there. So there's the aspect of, you know, you didn't know that this is a sin. And this is why I explained to you what exactly a sin is. But we take a step further that what if even after you know that this thing, this, this action of yours, this statement of yours will hurt the person inside. You know, it will, it will strike a chord inside of them. They won't like it. But you still say it. You still do that action. The person knows that he's not supposed to do it, but he still does it. So there's a statement that was said that, uh, uh, that one of the, in the tafsir that was mentioned, tafsir al-Sha'rawi, under the ayah as-sariqu as-sariqatu faqta'u aydiyahuma jaza'an bima kisaba nakalam min Allah. There's a very nice statement that was mentioned, and perhaps I may reproduce it before you. The statement goes that ما بالكم تستارون تستارون الذنوب من خلقي وتظهرون حالي. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala revealed to one of His prophets that what is wrong with the type of people who hide their sins from my creation. This is Allah Subhanahu wa Taala talking. He's saying you hide your sins from my creation, but then you come open arms and you present it to me that this is a sin. These specific sins I did, I did in front of you while you were watching. And you know what, perhaps Perhaps you know you thought that I wasn't watching you Perhaps that's why you committed the sin You probably were under the assumption that I wasn't watching you This is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talking He's saying He's saying, if you think that I wasn't watching you, then this is a form of shirk. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself says in the Qur'an over and over, in many places in the Qur'an, He says, إِنَّ اللَّهَ عَلِيمٌ حَكِيمٌ إِنَّ اللَّهَ خَبِيرٌ بَصِيرٌ He's all-watching, all-knowing, all-knowing, all-wise. Everything you can think of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, perhaps you thought that I wasn't watching you, and you committed the sin. Or, فَإِن كُنْتُمْ تَرُونَ أَنِّي أَرَاكُمْ Okay, fine. You do know I was watching you, and you still con- committed this act. You know, you knew that I was watching you, but you still committed this act, this, this sin, in front of my eyes. So if you thought that I was watching you, if you knew I was watching you, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that if you knew I was watching you, why did you make me the worst of watchers, that you actually thought, if I was watching you, then why did you think and do this still in front of me? The lowest of those who watch. Because, you know, you, you, you hid it from my creation. But you still knew that I was watching you. And on top of that, you still committed the sin. Why? Why would you do that? Why did you consider me so low? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking. So it's possible that we still commit sins and we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is asking, why do we still do this? So this is another step that we need to realize. That those who have transgressed beyond the bounds, that we need to recognize that when we commit these sins, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is still watching. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching. A, a poet says, 
وإذا خلوت بريبة في ظلمة والنفس داعية إلى التغيان فاستحي من نظر الإله وقل لها إن الذي خلق الظلام يراني Very beautiful. He says that when you are in the lowest, you know, in the, the lowest of uh, the covers of darkness inside of your room and you think that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not watching. And when you are in the cover of darkness and you begin, you know, your nafs calls you towards sin. Then know and rectify yourself and tell your nafs. That the one who created the darkness that you are hiding within is still watching you because he was the one who created it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is all watching, all knowing. He, know, he sees you from the lowest of depths. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees you even in the covers of darkness. So after we realize that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching, and you know, we have committed the sin. Then this is the point where shaitan will come to you. What will shaitan say at this point? He will come to you and he will come to you with two things. The first thing that shaitan will tell you is that the sin that you are committing, look at the person who's committing that sin though. You know? You may, you know, you know just take something without no one looking. You know, no one was looking, I just decided to take it. And he's like, oh, you, why are you blaming me? You know, look at that person. That person is doing way more than me. Right? My sin is nothing compared to that sin. This is the shaitan will come to you and tell you this. That your sin is too small. That it doesn't matter. You can forego. It's okay. You can keep going with life. It's just a small sin. And on top of that, shaitan will come. And the second thing he'll tell you is that you can procrastinate a little bit. That you know what? Just delay the tawbah. Delay the repentance. Delay the istighfar just a little bit. What's, what's the harm in delaying it a little bit? You know, just, just a little bit. Shaitan will tell you this. That first, the sin is too small to even be recognizable. But second, that if it isn't even a little bit recognizable, then just delay it. You know, procrastinate. Allah subhanahu you have your whole life. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will eventually forgive you. There's no problem with that. And Imam Shafi rahimahullah ta'ala, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descend countless mercies upon him. He said a very interesting quote. He said, لا تنظر إلى صغر المعصية. He said, do not look at how small the sin is. Don't look at how small the sin is. Why? Because كلما everyone كلما صغر الكبر صغر الإثم كبر عند عندك كبر عند الله. That every time that you belittle a sin, according to you. Then it becomes that much greater in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It becomes that much greater in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because even regarding a sin as being not enough to have repentance, you know, uh, for it to be deserving of repentance, that in itself is a major sin. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looks very highly on that. He does not like something like that. Imam Shafi'i says, La tandur ila al Do not look at how small a sin is. He says, do not look at how small the sin is, but rather look at how, how big it is regarding who you have disobeyed. Who is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? La tarahu al-uyun. No one has ever even set eyes upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wala tukhalituhu al-dhunun. No one even thought can comprehend who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. 
لا تراه العيون لا تخالطه الظنون ولا يصفه الواصفون no one can even describe Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ولا تغيره الحوادث that nothing can change Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ولا يخشى الدوائر and he is not afraid of being encompassed by anything يعلم مثاقيل الجبال he knows how many you know mountains there are upon this earth ومكايل البحار and he knows how much the oceans have in them he knows everything about the oceans. He knows what's on land. He knows what's by sea. وَعَدَدَ قَطْرِ الْأَمْطَارِ And he knows all of the droplets that fall from the skies. وَعَدَدَ وَرَقِ الْأَشْجَارِ And he knows every single leaf that belongs to every single tree on this planet. وَعَدَدَ قَطْرِ الْأَمْطَارِ وَعَدَدَ وَرَقِ الْأَشْجَارِ وَعَدَدَ مَا أَظْلَمَ عَلَيْهِ اللَّيْلِ وَأَشْرَقَ عَلَيْهِ النَّهَارِ Everything that the sun can touch and everything that the night covers, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows about it. انظر الى عظمه من عصيت look at who you're disobeying ولا تواري منه سماء سماء nothing that the sky hides is hidden from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ولا ارض ارضا nothing that the earth nothing that the planet earth hides from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hides from anyone is hidden from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ولا بحر ما في قعر everything that is in the depths of the ocean those species that aren't even discovered yet, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows. Those species that will be discovered. Those species that haven't even come to existence, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows about them. وَلَا جَبَلٌ مَا فِي وَعْرِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows what's in the depths of even the stones, the smallest pebbles that lie on the earth and the mountains. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows about it. Who are you disobeying? انظر إلى عظمت من عصيت Look at the, the height of who you're disobeying. يَا مَنْ يَرَى مَدَّ الْبَعُوذِ جَنَاحَهَا مِنْ ظُلْمِ اللَّيْلِ يَا مَنْ يَرَى يَا مَنْ يَرَى يَا مَنْ يَرَى مَدَّ الْبَعُوذِ جَنَاحَهَا Poet goes, he says that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees that even, even the blood that flows through the veins of the mosquito in the darkest of nights. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows even the smallest of blood that flows in the veins of the mosquito when it's covered in the darkness. This is who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. Look at who you're disobeying. After we understand who we're disobeying, then you know, the, the value the, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes and seeps into our heart and we'll realize that even the smallest of sins is worth, is worth our time for seeking repentance for. Every time that we consider a sin to be huge in our sights, you know, even the smallest of sins, we see these people, you know, that even the smallest of sins, you know, it causes some ruckus inside of their heart. You know, it creates like a hurricane inside of them. That how, how can I even disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And that is a sign of true piety. Because the statement goes that when you think of a sin to be very, very huge in your sight, that's when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala considers it very less. Because we have realized the true value of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when the value of repentance comes into our heart, then we'll do whatever we can to turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So after we recognize all of this, we recognize that we have so many sins on our account that, you know, the, the, the angel that's on our left shoulder, you know, it's, it's just writing and writing and writing on, on and on about how many sins we have. And we, you know, introspect and we reflect on all of our sins. Then we come to the conclusion that you know, we're, we're burdened with piles, mountains of sins. How can we ever turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And this is when we reach square one. And the Prophet of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa discusses this. He says, Kullu bani Adam khatta'un. 
And this is a hope for everyone. Because the Prophet of Allah himself is including that even I am included in this hadith, in this statement. That Kullu Bani Adam that every son of Adam is a sinner. We realize that we sin. We realize that we have a lot of sins. And then the Prophet of Allah says, Kullu Bani Adam This is already acknowledged. We know that you have sins. Because everyone is a sinner. Kullu Bani Adam Everyone is a sinner. Prophet of Allah is acknowledging this. So after we realize that we have so many sins, and you know, we need to turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa said, Kullu bani Adam What does he say after that? وَخَيْرُ الْخَطَائِينَ التَّوَابُونَ Prophet of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa says after that, that the best of repenters are the ones, or the best of sinners are the ones who repent, the ones who turn back. Kullu bani Adam khata'un وَخَيْرُ الْخَطَائِينَ التَّوَابُونَ التَّوَابُونَ The ones who turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and ask for His mercy. Because we realize that we cannot get anywhere we cannot even ask for repentance until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showers us with His mercy. And again, this is a statement of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. لَيْسَ أَحَدٌ مِّنْكُمْ يُنْجِيهِ عَمَلُهُ In Sahih Muslim, it comes at the, uh, on the 30 of Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that no one is successful. That لَيْسَ أَحَدٌ مِّنْكُمْ يُنْجِيهِ عَمَلُهُ That his actions, no, it will benefit in you not in any way. It will not save you on the Day of Judgment, your actions, whatever you do. Then the Sahaba radiallahu anhu ajma'in were confused. He said, not even you, Rasulullah. Qalu wala anta ya Rasulullah. He said, not even you, O Rasulullah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Qala wala ana. He said, not even me. Even I won't be saved on that day. Illa an yatagammadani allahu minhu bimaghfiratin wa rahmatin. He says, except if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enshrouds me, encompasses me, surrounds me with His mercy, His forgiveness. This is the only way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive me and I will you know, be successful on the Day of Judgment. And this is again another statement of Imam Shafi rahimahullah. وَلَمَّا قَسَى قَلْبِي وَضَاقَتْ مَذَاهِبِي جَعَلْتُ الرَّجَعَ مِنِّي لِعَفْوِكَ سُلَّمَا Even Imam Shafi, you know, our pious predecessors recognize this. That in the end of the day, it is nothing that we can do that will bring about the, uh, you know, the, uh, the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala except His mercy. Imam Shafi rahimahullah said that when I realized that you know I have sinned so much in my life, this is he's saying this on his deathbed. madahibi. He's saying I've completely lost hope in myself. He said at that moment, raja minni He's saying that at that moment I put complete hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who can forgive. La malja'a wa la manja minka illa ilayk. There's no place of refuge and no one that will grant us you know, success except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's the only one we can turn back to. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself, himself says that, you know, when you think that your, uh, my mercy will not encompass you himself, he says, Inna rahmati ghadabi. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that my mercy overpowers my anger. And this is also said in the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that inform my servants. Again, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ibadi. O oh, my servants, Nabbi Ibadi. Inform my servants. Anni anal ghafoorur rahim. That I am most merciful. That I am the most forgiving. 
And that my punishment is a severe punishment. But what can we draw from this? The scholars have, a, have drew a very important lesson in this two ayahs. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, ibadi anni rahim. But then he doesn't say, wa anni Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that, you know, I am, I am all forgiving, all merciful. But he doesn't say that I am the one who gives punishment. He doesn't say that I am the one who gives punishment. But he says, I am the one who gives mercy. He attributed mercy and forgiveness to himself, but didn't attribute the aspect of you know, uh, punishing anyone to himself. A very interesting point that the scholars have deduced. That it comes to a point where on the Day of Judgment, you know, Abdullah bin Abbas says that on the Day of Judgment, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will show so much mercy on that day that even shaitan will think that he'll be forgiven on that day. So much mercy that shaitan will think that he will be forgiven. And this brought Abdullah bin Abbas to tears. Just the very thought of this after hearing these two ayahs. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not say that he was the one who gives punishment. He says that I have a punishment. But he says, I am all forgiving, all merciful. <coughs> and this is a, you know, a source of mercy for us. This is a source of hope for us. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive us. But he says, Ya tubu ilallah, tawbatan nasuha. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, turn back to me. He says, repent, a sincere repentance. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't say that I will forgive you just like that. He says, come to me and I will come to you. Man taqarraba ilayya dhira'an, taqarrabtu ilayhi ba'an. Wa idha aqbala minni, wa idha aqbala ilayya yamshi, aqbaltu ilayhi uharwilu. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in hadith Qudsiya that he says that if you come to me, I will indeed come to you. And if you come to me even walking, I will come to you hastening. I will come to you running. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that. But we have to take the first step. Tubu ilallah. وَيُكَفِّرَ عَنْكُمْ سَيِّئَاتِكُمْ And if we do this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will cover our sins. And then He will enter us into, into Jannah. وَيُدْخِلَكُمْ جَنَّةِ تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِهَا الْأَنْهَارِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enters. But what is the first step? The first step is to turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the scholars have given, you know, how to repent back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I will, you know, in these last couple minutes, I'll tell you, you know, the formula of how to repent back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because we are all in need of repentance. We're all sinners. So we all need to turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the scholars have said that, you know, there's a one, two, three step. This is the past, present, and future. Very easy to remember. First step is regret what you have done. You have to recognize the sin. You have to recognize. That's the first thing we mentioned. The first thing is we have to recognize who we have disobeyed. We have to recognize the, you know, the, the, how huge the sin we have committed is. Whether it may be small, whether it may be big, it is still a sin. Al-ithmuhul ithm is still a sin. Recognize and feel, some, you know, feel genuine regret. Tubu ilallah tawbatan nasuha. Be sincere in your repentance. So recognize <coughs> that you know you have you have transgressed. Ya ibadi anni ya kul ya ibadi aladin asrafu ala anfusim that you have transgressed. Second second step is in the present. What should you do? Do whatever you can to stay away from doing that sin ever again. Do whatever you can, any means necessary. Take it. And then the last step is the future. Make all resolve that you will never turn back to this sin. If you have fulfilled these three criteria, then your tawbah will be accepted. 
if you have repented, it's as if you have never committed that sin. If you turn back to that sin, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will again forgive you. Turn back, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will again forgive you. This cycle will keep going as long as your tawbah is sincere, everything will be okay. As long as you turn back. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from those who have repented and turned back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow us to recognize the, the hugeness of our sins. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala <coughs> to give us the the ability to turn back. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow us to do whatever we can in this month, Rajab and Sha'ban, and allow us to reach Ramadan. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow us to reach Ramadan. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow us to witness Ramadan. أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم ورسائل المسلمين من كل ذنب فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم إن شاء الله بحر السنة This request if everyone can move forward and fill in all the gaps There's many people still waiting إن شاء الله they can fill up the gaps in the back, in the back.